When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison on this happy but sad occasion. Happy because it is Marky's D, Marky D's birthday live Christmas Eve, as always for Marky D. Happy birthday, mate. Thanks, and mate. Then we have the sadness around the passing of Franco Harris. So firstly, mm. we're going to go, I'm going to ask you, Mark. How's it going? Another day older, and then we'll get into the Franco Harris side of things. Yeah, I just uh, I, I'm turning 33 today, so that's kind of uh, crazy. That was the really... Steels were founded, man. 1933. 1933. That's right. The, the, the you know, it's a coincidence. I don't feel like any different. <laughs> like, I like, <laughs> I really, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for this stuff. You didn't wake see. up. The bones aren't creaking a little bit more. Man. Oh, you're like, like 18 months older than me. So I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, you worse. know what? I got to, I probably, this is the, around the point now. I got to start maybe thinking about more, uh, better choices than the old ice coffee in the morning. But, um, ice coffee in the morning's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we both have one. <laughs> uh, like, I, I feel good, but it's like, when I finish like playing sport now, and I, look, I'm not saying I'm too old that I'm like, you know, gray hair and, and a massive beard, but things do start to hurt more. So maybe I've got to take a bit more serious, you know? Yeah. And now when you have the pizza, you just can't run it off. Like when you're 18 years old and like you have two pizzas in a row, like ah, nothing, mate, just shreds off. Like everything yeah. sticks with you. So it's yeah. happening. But um, no, I'm going out for lunch today. I feel pretty good. 
Uh, got, yeah, but but like I said, it's it's the today is the immaculate reception day fifty years ago that every Steeler fan loves, and it's just an amazing play. And we all know uh, how it happened and, and the history of it, and of course the Franco Harris passing. So it's a very well. I'm, I'm in a whirlwind of emotions. Uh, first of all, I'm really tired because I just woke up, and we always do a podcast in the morning, right? But then like, <laughs> oh, <how> Frankie Ben, <laughs> and I had a few sherbets last night, right? So. Um, Jen Neville says it's your birthday. You can have a VB in the morning if you want. Uh, I, I guess you can. Do you like VB? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of VB. All right. So like, I don't want to get the Franco stuff. Um, no, I've been known to say that it okay. tastes like human excrement that's liquefied. Um, however, I will say, I mean, I can't drink it anymore anyway, cause I've got the, um, I'm celiac, right? So allergic to gluten and wheat and stuff, but like, when I played rugby after I left school, we'd finished after the game, we'd all open the cans of BB. And I don't know why, but something after you've played like rugby for like two hours, like, you know, best part of two hours and you're sweaty and you're dirty and there's you probably got a few, bit, like there's a bit of blood, you know, from some sort of graze or cut or whatever it is. And you know, you crack open it like literally ice cold, like it's been <laughs> hanging out in the physio. Um like, yeah, yeah, like like in the physio ice baths. But like, yeah, that's when a VB is nice. But other than that, no, nah, never. I think it just sounds like you want a beer after sport pretty much. Uh, yeah, I George? mean, I pick other beers, but it made it drinkable, put it that way. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's not the best. It's better off the tap. Uh, George Teston says here, if I was your age, Mike, I would kick your butt and pickleball. That is wrong. No way, Jose. Speaking to a gold medalist here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, I'm, doing, I'm doing really well. Uh, good lunch today. You know, I'm pretty um, happy and thankful we do the podcast today, even though the circumstance around Franco. But yeah, it is a whirlwind of emotions, man. There, There is just, I, you could not expect this to happen uh, at any time. So rather going from celebrating Franco is now, I guess, remembering Franco. Uh, and we still will still will celebrate Franco, of course, but it is a whirlwind of emotions. It is just, and Christmas is tomorrow. It's all, for us anyway. Yeah. And so I think it like that sort of leaves us in a good moment to have, 32 seconds moment of silence in honor of Franco Harris. And as a Steeler fan, in the 32 seconds we're about to have, whether you're listening on the live right now on Facebook or on YouTube, or you're listening on the audio side, probably a lot more people listening audio side or catching up on the YouTube um, after the fact, given it is um, the 20th, you know, the 23rd over in the States and people are traveling around for Christmas or, or maybe they might even be saving the podcast when they hit the road. Um, I want you to take 32 seconds and it's remembering Franco. It's remembering the man on and off the field. It's also remembering what this meant for the franchise too, because this this turned things around. You know, twenty five losing seasons out of thirty seven before Franco um, caught, got that immaculate reception. Um, yeah, twenty seven out of thirty five below five hundred, and since then we've only had seven, and we've won six Super wow. Bowls. We've almost had as met more Super Bowls than we have losing seasons, right? And this team is still on track this year to potentially avoid a losing season. Right? So since then we've only had seven losing seasons. Yeah. That's amazing. And a lot of Steel fans are worried about this one. I bet if we lose this season, that's incredible. Mike, as what? I said before, Mike Tomlin, like I said, uh, War Room two weeks ago, Mike Tomlin has never finished fourth in the division. Ever. Right. Right. So they, won't, take, they won't this year. The Browns will we'll, we'll be above the Browns. But we'll, anyway, we'll take 32 seconds, everyone, just to remember Franco Harris.
Cool. So, with Mark. Now, while we're, while we're talking a little bit about Franco, if anyone in the live chat wants to bring up a favorite Franco memory or something random about Franco mm. or whatever, please please do so. But so, Mark, Franco Harris, immaculate reception. I mean, it's so funny. There's everyone on the Raiders side that says he didn't catch the ball. And I feel like every couple of years, you see some new photo or video clip emerge. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty clear that he caught the ball. Like, it wasn't an incomplete. And I, I heard a funny thing this week that I hadn't heard at all before. Maybe it was just I haven't heard it, but um, if you look at what defines a catch, there's sort of been three changes throughout the course of modern NFL history, and that <laughs> was a catch. Changes. That was a catch, like out of two out of the three, and arguable in the third, anyway. So, like, I love this part where the Raiders are like that wasn't a catch, and, duh, duh, duh. and apparently they were going to have all these Raiders players. Um, they might have already released who they were, but they were going to be Raiders players. Um, you know, at the, at the celebrations for Frank, with you know, for Frank Harris to Tell mark the what. occasion. Like, and they all stick by and say it didn't happen, but it's just, it's hilarious. I tell you what, you know what's good about the old school football? If that happened in 2022, we would review it, and all those people who jumped from the stairs would have to go back to their seat. Wouldn't that be horrible to find your seat again? You know? <laughs> like, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know when the big play happens and everyone, you know, you got to wait for it, and then it's like, oh, you, you spent five, seven minutes. The, the, the moment's over, yeah. right? The fact that he ran into the end zone, if he caught or didn't catch it, he ran into the end zone, touchdown, they called it a touchdown, that, that's game. Then the Raiders, need, the, the Raiders need to deal with that, and we won the game, the, the first playoff game. Everyone jumped down the stands and went crazy. The whole crowd went crazy. I like that. Right? Same with the NRL. In the NRL game we watch, you can award a try and then take it back. You can say they got points on the board, six of them, confirm it, and then take it back. So this is great to see that back in the day, that you, you reward a touchdown, it stands, it's a good to go, hands in the air, let's game's over. But then if this happened in 2022 or next year, then there would be a seven-minute conversation, did he catch it, did he not? And that ruins it. It really does ruin the sport after a while. Just just give me a result and walk away. But did he catch it or not catch it? I'll, I'll, I'll do what Franco's been well, doing I mean, George, I mean, George Teston talks about like whether it was deflected. Correct. But what we're still saying is that was it a catch or not? That's the that's the question that some Franco's been answering this question forever, and he always goes, "Well, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you call." <laughs> I like I'll, that. He's like the bigger nation, man on it. Still a nation. I'll let you decide too. Like I like it. You know what? It's it's happened, and the best part of it is that it wasn't reviewed. If it was reviewed, it would take forever. Well, they and couldn't even the get the camera lost. angle until like people were showing up <laughs> angles. So like, you know, uh, whatever. Inconclusive. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt, mate. Whatever. But you know, it's. It's pretty crazy, like, just to see the mark that Franco left on the franchise, the Steelers, even Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I shared on social media myself on Franco Pass. The first photo I ever took when I went to Pittsburgh in my first trip to Pittsburgh was Franco Harris at the airport, right? Like, yeah. that's what they're – and, you know, this is a funny thing. My fiancé, who, like, just supports me because I go for the Steelers, watches it occasionally, you know, up until then. We're in the airport, she goes – are you serious? They've even got a Steelers, like, you know, a statue in the airport. I'm like, yeah, that's Franco Harris, this immaculate reception. She's like, what do you mean? And I was talking to her about it. And it was about this time of year, too, where we watched the, that, that Bills game in 2019, right? So, like, you know, um, second week of December or something, so cold and very sort of similar time of the year, obviously. And she went, wow, this is like a real thing, isn't it? And I was yeah. like, and so, and then we like, you go down the next escalator, you get your bags. We're people like we're getting the you know the cab going to the hotel and people are like you know the guys like 
you know, you're Australian. Why are you, what are you doing in Pittsburgh? I'm like, we're here for the Steelers yeah. game. And then the whole thing, and then the next two or three days, she re, like she gets this. And even for myself, obviously, having not been to Pittsburgh before, but having heard everything, I was a little bit more aware of what was going to happen. But the whole legend of it all, right? That whole Steeler Nation, the fact that it's like, this is, you know, a, a religion for Steeler fans. You know, you're born in a terrible towel. People, you have terrible towels and jerseys, you know, um, as part of their funeral proceedings. Like, it's absolutely nuts. And a lot of this harks back to that moment 50 years ago when Franco today those fingertips on that ball today. Or well, today when we're recording. But um, I've actually been to the airport twice now. And you know what? I never got a photo because because I think it was uh, 2015 and 2016 when I went. And it wasn't really... I guess this, the selfie was coming in, or maybe I just was. Maybe I'm too old. Oh, I don't I have know. a photo. I don't have a photo with me next to it. I have a photo of it. Right. I didn't even do that. I, I think I was too worried about getting to my taxi because when I got there the first time, it was about <laughs> ten. It was like ten p.m. And I had to, I uh, had to go to you know my hotel and you know it was, it was a flight from New York and whatever. Uh, and the other time, I think it was really late too. So I've walked past it, but I've never actually had a photo with that one there. But I've been to the the Heinz History Center Museum. If you've ever been there, it's fantastic, guys. I've, I've, yeah. I should work there. Uh, I've been there three times. I've been to Pittsburgh three times, taking my dad over once. Um, even even showing my dad the um, the the park outside the stadium where the foot was, the actual foot. He's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "That's Franco Harris." And show him the video, and that's where Three Rivers. Oh, he caught the ball right there. I'm like, "Yeah, he caught the ball right there." Pittsburgh does you know, this. We right. walked over to that. We we arrived at like, I think we got in at about. 6.37 into the airport, right? By the time we got to like an Uber and then we're at the hotel and we put all our stuff down, freezing cold, like 6C for us uh, kind of thing. I, I'm not going to do the conversion to Fahrenheit. I think that's like 30s or 40s. I don't know. Um, and we walked. We thought not because we had our ski gear because we've been skiing in Tahoe. Like we're going skiing in Tahoe the following week. So we put our ski jackets on and we walked down and we went and saw it, right? Like nine, 10 o'clock at night. It was the night before, like the night before the following night's game. It was Saturday night. So all the stadium was all lit up and we walked around there like 10 o'clock in the, fr- you know, freezing our butts off mm. just so I could see it, right? Like just so I could Big absolutely time. see it when there was no one else around and I could appreciate it, the moment of it all. Like, yes, yeah, so I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, and it, that's what it's all about too for us being international fans. Um, like, you know, you've been there, I think, once or twice, right? Or is it once, yeah. once, twice? Yeah, once. I was I was meant to go and then COVID, you know, stuffed it up yeah. again. I was going to go and this you'll, summer you'll, of the next season. You'll get back there, but it does mean a lot for us. Yeah, I should be back there. next year. I should be back next year. Get a photo with um. What what do you call that? It's not it's not a memorial, is it? I'm, I've been stuck stuck on this the whole week. A plaque? What, what do you mean? Is like it a, a plaque where Franco's Harris foot is in the, in that? Uh, yeah, it's still you can call it a memorial. It's a um. No, no, I know what you mean. It's a um. But it ha- it's happened before he before he passed. It was there, so I don't understand. Yeah, not what a memorial. It's a monument. 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 Okay, that would do. Yeah, monument. Yeah. So yeah, well that that's the, that to me is fantastic as a Steeler fan. Like uh, Pittsburgh does everything right like that. You got from the from the airport to the museums to um, the Three Rivers, all that kind of stuff. They do everything right. So yeah, it's a wild, wild few days. But I think, um, as Blizzard Gaming says here, rest in pre- uh, rest in peace, Franco Harris. God need an extra one to play football. Hundred percent. You know, like it just these things happen for a reason. And mate, he was seventy two. Yeah, it happened nineteen seventy two. <laughs> like still an nation, and I don't man. know. There's all this stuff. I'm like, you know, each to their own about what they want to believe. But like, 
I feel like a, the man upstairs, like George Teston said, oh, sorry, like Blizzard said, needed uh, needed Franco. Maybe, maybe as you said before we got on air, maybe uh, God got sick of John Madden up there, so he yeah. invited Franco <laughs> Harris up to shut him up. That's, a, that's the best one I heard was uh, he's going to go re- remind John Madden <laughs> that he caught the football. So, but yeah, look, it's, it's I guess it is a part of life, and these fellas are getting older and stuff like that. But I think it was so unexpected. You, you, you were like, I thought it was a lie to be honest at the very start. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, it was fake weird. news. I would, one one uh, site came out and said that, but you know well, what? Still, you messaged me, it was 11 off. o'clock at night. I was just about yep. to go to bed. I was actually going to Google. Right. It's so crazy because you messaged me just so I was about to actually do a bit of reading about, starting to see some of the coverage about the Immaculate Reception and get an understanding of what the celebrations were. And then when you messaged me, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I didn't mean to, to break the news that way, but I was like- No, it was happening. fine. You know? It was fine. It was like, but still, a nation's going to go- off their rocker uh, in Pittsburgh this 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 game. Oh, that like, stadium is going to be absolutely heaving, man. And and you like Ron Ron Chess puts in the live chat like Franco is my all time favorite Steeler, fifty years a fan, great player, better man. Exactly. Like that's the thing. There's two things about that that I want to feed off, and that is one. I love the way the players were talking about Franco like being competitive with them and wanting everyone to be in there as a family. That steal away that you and I have talked about that culture that we've talked about, right? This is the sort of thing that brings that together. Um, And then the other thing that I sort of loved this week was that the NFL, even the NFL media that can usually be like not really going understand the Steelers and what the Steelers are doing Mm -hmm. all the rest of it. Like even Carl Brandt on Good Morning Football, who happened to go to college with Franco's son, which was I thought was a kind of cool thing that he talked about. But I love the way that everyone in the NFL is talking about the fact that it's not just one play from Franco Harris, right? It's not like the Jesse James caught that ball thing. It's not like that. Franco... One of I think it was either two or three rookies to have a thousand yards as a rookie at the time of when when he earned that. Like he was third on the all-time rush list and yards list or whatever it was. I think it was rush list and like fifth on all-time yards list. You know when he retired. Like most, he still has the leading amount of rush yards across super, multiple Super Bowls. Like these are records that are not just based on one play in the career. This is a long career. And you think about it too. Like they had Rocky Blyer, who I think is still as great i think he's a yep. just a great person with all that shrapnel in his body and still come back to play football but they you you've heard rocky and franco talk about their them the each other before and it's a really healthy relationship it's not like he got more carries than me he got more carries than me why did he get that play i didn't get whatever it's it is about the team right mm-hmm. and even terry bradshaw this week in an interview talked about it where He's like, when they drafted Franco, they let me know and they were going to become a running team. And I thought I was on my way out. And we built that team around Franco. And he said, I thought we're going to go get the Houston or the Texas running back who were really good at the time. We went and got Franco from Penn State. And we played a lot of that offense. But Franco and I found a way to make it work. And I think it's also cool when you look at Franco was like playing tight end at Penn State before he went to running back too. Like that was was something I knew about. But it was interesting to hear Pat Freemuth talk about that. And then you think about the modern day receiving running back and guys like Najee who were like six, two, you know, look guys like Derek Henry that back in the day, you know, they might've been the running back, but they might've been that tight end, you know, a really big wide receiver. So I like all fullback and stuff like that. I just think it's really interesting. All the modern sort of understanding of like what that was with Franco. And he was more than just this. Of course, there's still a nation. We know that he was more than just, you know, a one play wonder. But I, I just enjoyed seeing the rest of the NFL understand that and respond to that. 
Yeah, big time. And even that play too, What in his rookie season, he was, what, 22 years old? Yeah. You know? And we, we often think that, you know, rookies in this in this league now, takes him a while to kind of get to. Of course, Najee Harris uh, last year went off and he's going through his stuff, but he was 20, 22 years old and he won he won the first playoff game for the Steelers in, in um in playoff history off that off that setting off that one play. But you he had like, eight he had eight out of thirteen years where he had more than a thousand yards. That's amazing. And for running backs, like even back in the day, it was more hard hitting football than it is today. Much more hard hitting football, more physical. They ran the ball more. Um, but it is it is a, is a monumentous uh, moment in history, and, and today is, is the day. But he's much more than that too, because even around Pittsburgh, he did so much charity stuff. I couldn't even name the charities, but you always saw him. You saw him somewhere. He was mm. working. He was working uh, at the new stuff, uh, all, you know, all around town do, doing Christmas things and 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 hype up until until um, the unfortunate thing happened. But hey, man, I, I reckon I really reckon like. I was hot before the game, but this is going to be so much more special at halftime. I think where there will be a few tears in the crowd because this man, this man affected pretty much everyone's talking about it, right? This man affected anyone in some way. I feel like he would have been a guy if he met you or me, Maddie. He would have been like had a conversation with us for at least five ten minutes. He would have given us time of day, right? He would have well, been I mean, asking yeah. questions. He would have been. I mean, saying, he's a Walter Payton man of the year, like you know, and and in nineteen seventy six, he you know, as you said, he was man about town. Um, from the perspective of giving back. Mike Tomlin talked about um, him being on the same charity as his wife. Um, I'm, I'm forget the second name, part of the name of that, but like that, that was a big deal. Um, certainly someone that was very vocal. You know, you just so used to see him around the building, right? Like, and, and this is what I loved about the Steel, the Steelers players. And I think it was on Pat McAfee's show, they were talking about it from the perspective of like, there are players that aren't necessarily were born in Pittsburgh. Now, obviously, Franco went to went to Penn State, um, but that stay on after they retire, and you know, Pittsburgh and steel football, you know, becomes you know very much their life. And I think that that's you know it's so true um, in terms of Franco and, and what he delivered. I thought it was interesting, though. I will say this: I don't mean to get a little bit like nitty gritty and too much in the fan zone, but like I saw some tribute saying to the Steelers and Seahawks great. I'm like, you played one season at the Seahawks. You're not Seahawks I, I didn't even know the Seahawks. Was he a Seahawk? Yeah, he was I Seahawks for his last year. Yeah, when he was 34. Wow, you can't do that. That doesn't, what, Steelers and Seahawks great? That's I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I guess if they want to go with that, everyone, everyone celebrates this or, you know, mourns in their own way. Yeah. So, but... um. Yeah, he was this very special man, and for us to not even know him, but for us knowing the Pittsburgh Steelers' law and history and, and the culture that is around this, I got a question for you though: Does this spark up? Does this does this change the Pittsburgh Steelers' culture, or you know, give a bit of a shaken by the shoulder pads moment, saying, "Hang on a minute, we need to go back to some old Steelers football. We need to be we need to be a bit like Franco Harris and and become yeah. more of a true Steeler than Marcus Allen yipping away at, at Panther guys." You know what I'm trying to say? Does this shake the locker room and say, you know what, we're not, we're not, we need to be better than this? On and yeah, off. One hundred percent. I just want to give you one last stat that I think is pretty cool. If you look at the top fifteen touch players for touches ever in their career, Franco is fifteenth, and Jerome Bettis is sixth. Two Steelers in the top the top fifteen. Now, the reason why I bring that stat up is one, I, I had it sitting there, I wanted, I wanted to use it. But B, it goes back to what we talk about in Steelers and winning football, which is exactly the question you just asked. They need to go out this week, and it just needs to be absolutely pounding ground. Like what Najee did 
last week needs to build upon. Najee had a really big game last year against the Raiders. Remember, Ben was throwing it short to him. Massive game. They got to rock up. If if they can't turn up to play this week, when are you going to turn up? Like this is just one of those games where it's got to happen. Like, and and the the cool thing, I guess, in some ways, is that a lot of the players on the roster that are influential, like Najee, like um, Pat Freemuth, like Deontay, they knew they know about all the Ben stuff, you know, from last year, right? They know how to get up for these games. Tomlin will have them firing. Um, oh, I <laughs> I honestly. With TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, I mean, Alex Highsmith's going double digits. Alex Highsmith's, you know, going to create generational wealth for his family. And um, we know, you know, his dad's a great supporter of BTSC. So shout out to him and his son. His son's just a worker. But I would not like to be Derek Carr facing, like, Kame with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith this week. And if you're, like, a receiver, like, I've heard all this hype about Devontae Adams. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know he averages in wins 102 yards in losses this season. He's averaged 82 yards for them. People like he'll get a minimum of 65 yards. Minka is going to be fired up, man. Like, good luck trying to catch balls with Minka flying in like a missile. Like, this is this is so good. Like, I mean, it was going to be fantastic anyway. It's not that I, I wish Frank Harris was still on the earth as well. But the significance of this game and Christmas and cold and steal a football and the occasion and everything that started it all. I I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I'm going to hardly be able to sleep. There, there's the, there's a theme in the chat at the moment. The, the fellas in the chat are talking about the, the idea of tanking. I just want to say this one thing. No, we talked a lot about tanking. Well, I've got show. one thing yeah. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, no, about go tanking. for it. But I'm this, sick of it. We talked about it too much. We are. Just, just one thing. If, if, you, if you want to support your team tanking, fair enough. But why are you choosing this game? And of all the games, Correct. if you want to, see, if you want, to, I'm legit, legit saying this to everyone and the one person in the chat. If you want to see them lose this game, then don't watch. This is not the game for you to cheer on tanking. This is the game to celebrate Franco Harris and get a win for Franco Harris. No matter what of the draft pick, it doesn't matter. If you want to tank, then go and watch a different game. Does it make any sense to cheer our team to lose on Christmas Eve? Uh, in in the 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 memorial of, of Franco Harris, just saying that that's that's my take. I'm I'm cheering my team to win tomorrow, right? I'm cheering my team to win, and I can't wait to watch it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Mark Tobin talks about like they didn't they didn't give up many sacks, so not too worried. Well, they've got two like two of their guards out, and TJ got injured in that game, so that changed the way the whole defense was working. I mean. So what? Like, what? I'm. Uh, it's an issue that I'm pumped to watch. Uh, like Haywood, Highsmith, and TJ Watt, who are going to be inspired, go after and, and like go after Derek. Like Carl, what? Like what is that? I don't know. I think you might be. I think you might be switching, uh, mixing the marks up. But look, I'm not having a, a, a real personal go. No, 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 I'm talking about Mark Tobin in the live chat. <laughs> oh, okay, but I'm just like, I'm just like, it doesn't make to me. It doesn't make sense. You go out, you play to win the game. You play to win the game, right? But I want to, I want to see my team win, and you're in the go and do it for Franco. These players. Like if you're not pumped up for this game, then I don't know what what can what will pump you up. It's 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 still a law, uh, even as a fan too. This this is one of the games. Even before of, of Franco's uh, passing, I was super pumped up to go and smash the Raiders and get this victory and improve to have a better chance for the playoffs. Now a lot of people are saying, well, well, you can't make the playoffs. Well, the Jags won yesterday. The Jets lost one, so there's still chances happening out there. Now we need about 14 games to go our way, but one of the games went our way. And we just keep ticking them off, ticking them off, ticking them off. So this is going to be a massive game, man, for so many Steelers players and, and just for everyone's 
football career. It's like a massive night. Like, yeah, it'd be awesome. That's it, man. That's it. So can you pick us back? Um, now, a lot of – I've seen the stupidest take in the world from PFF who just – make me every day want to not buy their product. I used to just buy their college product, but I have to buy both now because they amalgamated them. They talked about this week about Trubisky being the better quarterback and all this like absolute rubbish. Um, but Mark, you excited to see Kenny pick it back? Yeah, I'm excited to see him also outdoors in the elements. And I think for the big stage as well, I think for the big stage, that is uh, that is the, the the moment that happened in the celebration of, of, uh, of 32. But I want to see what he can take with that. And do we do we do we do we uh, go out there and have a running game? Do we have a play action pass? Do we see Kenny Pickett running the ball more? You know what I mean? Those yeah. kind of elements. How is he going to fit into, you know, the the big spectacle that is Christmas Eve and the Raiders and nighttime and everything like that at home? Uh, can you settle the nerves? You know, will we see some passing? But it's going to be really cold as well. It's going to be it's going to be freezing. So. I don't know, man. I don't know what what, what you reckon too. I, I'm, I, if he's 100 healthy to go, let's get ready to go. But I reckon they're going to hand the ball off again, 40 times, 30 times, depending how they go with um, Najee Harris and Warren. Going to hand it off, mate. I think it makes a difference that like Kenny Pickett went to Pitt. Like, I mean, I've actually got all these stats when he was drafted around how he did um, in college and cold weather. He didn't really have to play this late in the year in Pittsburgh, um, but very often. But um. <clears throat> If, if it all happens, you play on the road. But, um, you know, do you think it makes a difference with him knowing the stadium and, like, being able to put those jitters to one side? Because this will be the biggest game Kenny Pickett's played in. And it may well be, I mean, I hope, that, you know, there's just as big games with Super Bowl. But you're playing on Christmas Eve on the 50 years of Immaculate Reception and Franco Harris's pass. Like, there's not a bigger game, like, buddy. Like, there's not. Like, there really, there really isn't. There really, and just the 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 emotional connection of it all versus the Raiders and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think like to an event, to I think Kenny becomes a bit of an advantage, you know. Like he's no, he knows the area. He's been living in Pittsburgh for ages. He, he's he's dealing with the cold. But this is the one I think where if this could be a Kenny Pick game where we go, wow, did he just do three two two TDs? Depending how he goes, but takes control of the game this would be fantastic to really say you know what it's a, the passing of the torch i'm going to be the guy for next year this is the game that i think could could, could do that but i, I want to see more carries i want to see i want to see uh um uh warren and Najee carry the football a lot and it's work it's been working it's been, and every time we score first we win so i think we're yeah six every time we, we score for the first points we're six and oh every time we lose we lose the first points we're uh zero and eight so that's a bad stat but there we go I'm pretty keen to see the fellas run the football. I love that. That's a bad stat. <laughs> yeah, those stats we don't bring up too much, you know, if they don't, not in our favor. <laughs> I see. Oh, how about like Pat Freeman? Are you expecting him to have a big game? Because he had a quiet game last week, and by gosh, did I feel that on the fantasy side? But, um,. <laughs> About Pat Freemuth, because I mean, he's a he's someone that used to go have dinner at Franco's house with, with Franco and his wife. I'm kind of okay with it, though, to be honest. Like, I'll, I'll put it this way: if you're running the football 45 times and you're the average snaps per game are 75 or 70, right? It, not everyone can get the football. Then mm. also last week, Ed Trubisky was finding DJ. It was working. Why go away from it? Everyone was saying, "Well, they didn't target Pickens. They didn't target Muth. That's fine." They still won the game. They targeted DJ and they got the win. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Week to week, like that's all right. It doesn't bother me. If you if you, ne- if you don't if you never feature Muth at all and he's out there to just being a blocker, then shoot, play that way and win the game. 
You play to win the game that way. The way they were running football was fantastic. The way they even got it to, to, to Sims involved. They gave Derek, Derek Watt the carry, who's now six for six getting first downs, right? So they don't feature him, but I think they will. I think Kenny Pickett likes him a bit more. You know, Trubisky found his guy for that match. It was like, okay, DJ's coming back to the football, catching it. By the way, he's playing some good football. So many fans were saying he's, he's an awful receiver. I love the way he runs. Yes, he can't catch them all. Bit like Pokemon, right? Can't catch them all. Or is yeah, it he's, no Ash, he's no Ash, <laughs> Ash Ketchum, who's leaving, by the way. But let's not get down that road. We don't have time today to talk what about is, what Pokemon. Is it? Oh, it's not. It's Ketchum all, right? Yeah, but his name yeah, yeah. is Ash Ketchum. All right, there's a marketing gimmick for you. Make sure you catch them all as you go and buy every single every single plushie toy and every single Pokemon card. But, but, but like, seriously, though, I'm not worried if they don't feature him that much. And George getting two two um, footballs is all part of the, the game plan. I thought, I thought it was fantastic last week. So... Run the ball. See even George on some sweeps, man. Like, get George, get feeling. He'd be so. Wait, why doesn't he run sweeps? He'd be physical, wouldn't he? I don't know. Maybe it's just Madden in me. I don't know. He runs some pretty. Do, do you think? Sweeps. I don't know. Was it? Was it you talking to me about this? I can't remember. Do you think they go out there and, and play ten people for the first snap, and they don't um on offense? They don't. They they run a play with. Well, 10 that wouldn't people. be too Franco, right? Remember, like, um, and we've got to go to a break and then get in the injury report, but um, the. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Terry Bradshaw this week talked about like um, the situation with uh, where he got sacked in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, and um, <clears throat> the Cowboys players were standing over him, and Franco hated it, and so they called a blitz play, and then they lined up in a I forgot which I forgot which play that um, formation. Um, yeah, Bradshaw said they lined up in, but basically he was handing off the ball to to Franco, but Franco shifted the side that he usually runs on. And so Franco went down for like 20, 30 yards. And it's like, that was Franco. Like he was fired up and he, and he, but he could think on his feet kind of thing. He could think when the going is getting tough. So I kind of think I'd love to like, even if they were to do 10 man, I, like I would still think like, how are we doing a play action play or how are we going to trick them? I think that's the thing that I want to see from the Steelers this week is like, I want the, and, and, you know, one of our other BTC colleagues talks about this a little bit, and, and I do think he's right. I want the I want the Raiders to have to play up to the Steelers, not the Steelers have to play up to beat a team, not have to come right. from behind. I want right. the Steelers to set the tone. I want creativity on offense. I want running the football effectively. I want efficient passing. I don't need deep balls down the field for 50 yards. Like, I, I hate that narrative around Trubisky versus Pickett that's started to come out. It's just stupid. Oh, I, I just want too. efficient mm-hmm. football up the field, dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, and, and you'll get the win that you want to get. Like, if you do that ground and pound stuff right, yeah, the win will come. Um, but with that, we're going to go to a break on Steelers Touchdown Under. Very quick break. We'll be back. We'll talk injury report. We'll talk predictions. We'll talk players to stand out in this week's game. Um, a lot to wrap up the last 15 minutes of the show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D on his birthday on this commemoration of the 50th year of the Immaculate Reception. Mark, injury report. I'm not going to have any gripes. I'm just going to go through it. (laughs) Terrell Edmonds is unspecified for the game um, as we go live to air right now. Uh, Did not practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They haven't uploaded. He didn't practice all three, three times? Yeah. He, the hamstrings so might be resting him. Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Like, I don't know why they haven't put up Friday's injury report yet. This is a bit late. This is interesting. I hope he plays. He's he's, he's a vital part of the team. This is actually very interesting. They haven't put this up. Um, usually we get this by now. Anyway, um, Cameron Hayward rested uh, Tuesday. Full practice Wednesday. Did not practice Thursday. So just it's clearly they're managing snaps. Yeah, Ogan yeah. Joby did not practice all three days. If he's good to go, he goes. Dante Johnson is questionable after limited practice with a toe on Tuesday. Did not practice Wednesday. Did not practice Thursday. I don't have the report for Friday. Um, I only I go off what's on the Steelers injury report on their website. I trust that more than anything, um, particularly when they make mistakes. So you've got to go off what what they put rather than anyone else. Um, so maybe all that chat about DJ, maybe Pickens does need a big role. Um, Stephen Sims could see a bit of ball. Uh, Najee Harris hip complaint. Uh, Limited Tuesday, did not practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. He'd be right to go. Man, that guy would play if he had one leg this week. Like, Najee Harris is playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Watt, ankle limited Tuesday, full Wednesday, full Thursday. He probably plays. Mars Jack Groin, limited Tuesday, Wednesday, full practice Thursday. He's still questionable for the game, but interesting to see, like, how he actually um, pulls up. I would think he plays if he can. Again, he, he'll know the significance of this game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett, um, obviously full practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, um, Tuesday, and then we will see how he goes. Um, you know, but uh, you'd assume he plays. Josh Jackson, ankle full practice Tuesday, Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday, depth piece anyway. Pat Freemuth, who's had that foot complaint, he was full practice all week as far as this shows. We don't know Friday, obviously. JC Hassanow was out on Wednesday, Thursday, did not practice in personal related. Um, Pickens had an illness this week, so there's actually no listing for Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe he's just off sick. Um, did not practice on Thursday. Again, he'll be right to play. That's the sort of player that plays with one leg as well. Hmm. On the Vegas Raiders side, Alex Bars, their guard, uh, didn't practice Tuesday, limited Wednesday, Thursday, questionable. Jack Barton, their offensive tackle, did not practice Tuesday, limited Wednesday, Thursday as well. He's questionable. Their DT, Andrew Billings, who's probably their starting defensive one of their starting defensive tackles and nose tackles. He's questionable, limited practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Darren Butler, their linebacker, quadricep injury. I was going to say industry, injury. Um, limited practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, questionable. Uh, they've got another tackle who had full practice, but he's not listed. Uh, Jerron Harmon, their cornerback, 
limited. What Tuesday, Wednesday, full practice Thursday. You just assume that guy plays. Dylan Parham, their guard out of Memphis, um, who I thought the Steelers could even draft in the sixth round, but they he didn't. He went before that. Um, he was did not practice Tuesday, limited Wednesday, Thursday. He's questionable. Zimir White, they're one of the backup running backs. Didn't practice Tuesday, limited Wednesday, Thursday. He's questionable. And Rocky Asin, who's a big tackling corner, cornerback who I really like, um, ex-Colt now um, with the Raiders. He did not practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he's out. And I think that's a very good thing for the Steelers wow. receivers. So a bit of injuries on both sides. But, I mean, Steelers, it, we've got some guys coming back in, what it looks like. But uh, you'd say that we probably have the positive side of the injury report right now. Yeah, and like I said, I think it was last week. At this this time of year, it's everyone's injured, really. Even if they're, even if they're not, they're still, they're still carrying something. Um, so just got to play through it. You got three games to go. Uh, like you said, Najee's going to play regardless. Like he, he'd play, he'd play if he was, you know, I don't know. He, he's he's, he's going to play. There's there's no way he's not playing. Same with same with same with uh, TJ Watt and those guys. This is the big occasion for them. They want to yeah, set the standard. It, standard is standard. They want to set it and they want to hammer the Raiders. That's it, mate. That is it. So in terms of this game, is there a worry that you have about the Steelers team? Because we've talked about everyone being pumped up. And you know, <laughs> there is a situations where teams get so pumped, then it goes on the field and they fall flat. I don't think that's going to happen to the Steelers. They've got enough professionals on that team. But is there, is there something you're worried about? Because, like, I mean, we are going up against Josh Jacobs and, like... Yeah. Steelers' run defense has not exactly been the most solid thing in the world this year. My worry is the Raiders winning. That's my, that's my worry. Yeah. Then, then the yeah. Christmas Day is like, damn, I was happy now. I'm yeah, like, the Kenny Pickett jersey I've got will be a bit like... So, I mean, no, it's I the first time I'm wearing my Kenny Pickett, right? So oh, my Kenny Pickett, careful. that was my Christmas present to myself. So like amongst a couple of others. But like, yeah, if I, I'm wearing Kenny Pickett color rush because I couldn't get white block numbers and I love block numbers. Steel's wearing block numbers. Bring them back. Get rid of the italics, I say. Um, but anyway, that's why I wear a lot of color rush. So I'm wearing color rush, Kenny Pickett, my first time. I need it to be a lucky jersey. I need the jersey that I'm wearing fresh with the rookie quarterback on the yeah. celebration of the 50 years immaculate reception. I need that to work. Um, you know what though? Like what I'm worried about for the Raiders is probably the run game. Cause if they play a similar way that we play and we run, run the football, then they can take control of the game. And then Kenny's going to come back into it, start throwing the football. So time possession is going to be huge for the offense and, uh, defense can't stop the run, which they've been, you know, been struggling. Uh, they, they did play very well against the Panthers, but we're talking about Josh Jacobs here. So he's a much better running back. Um, he's leading the NFL, I think, what with a thousand something yards. Yeah, I'm checking um, that. He's got 1495. Um, wow. And he's got he's got 1858 yards from the line of scrimmage. Stop, stop Jacobs. Wow. And the thing about Josh Jacobs, though, this is a one man rushing offense. So if you oh, look yeah. at their team, Derek Carr's only got 88 yards on the season. Zamir White's only got 66 yards on the season, right? So if you can stop Josh Jacobs. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the bit. That's the big test. He's literally. pretty much responsible for them starting to win some games and getting to six and eight again. Really, like without them, yeah. they're like you know, the Raiders and, are so close like to being twelve. Yeah, they're, they're so close to being two and twelve, or, or being twelve and two, because they're like their point differential. They think about minus seven or something like that, or minus. You know eight. that I saw that this week. This year's um this season has one has the lowest uh, margin of error since. I think it was sometime, I think it was like 78 or something, where teams have um, 
or maybe since 2000, whatever, whatever it was, but it was at least 20 years. And it was the lowest um, differentiator in terms of um, yeah, the, the point margin, which was 9.4. And that averages the lowest in the NFL. That's because that's the zebras get involved. That's why. <laughs> the, ze- the zebras out there throwing flags and make the, make the game closer than what it is. We just, need to, we just need to run over them and smash them. Like we need every time we get to the football, run over the Raiders and smash them and, and take control of the football. Like we had last week, I think, uh, time possession, 36 minutes. That's fantastic. Go and do that again. And that's really important this week against Josh Jacobs, right? Like you you want to hold the ball so they they are forced to not use him. And you've got to get points. Like you're in the red zone, no turnovers. You just kick, you you kick, you get the points. You just got to rack up points in this game. It's just keep that scoreboard ticking over and dial up that pressure. Mm -hmm. I agree. But um, I I reckon, yeah, run game, feed it to Najee, feed it to Warren, get Snow involved. I don't care who gets involved. It's going to be really cold. It's what, what our, it's what minus four degrees Fahrenheit or five or something, which is like our minus 20. So that's freezing, man. That, that is like, I wouldn't want to be outside in that weather. Imagine playing football in that weather. So yeah, the fellow's got to really uh, muscle up and play some good football, but stopping Jacobs. And I think I saw another stat too, was, was some quite a good stats out there this week. Um, Derek Carr below, below freezing or something like that, or near in cold games, he's like zero and eight. Or something oh, below. Really? I can something actually. Like that. Yeah, that's. It takes a while to pull up, but um, yeah, you can pull yeah. that. You can pull that stuff. It's up. something but like I, mean, that. I can't remember what it was. It was like in cold games, not like real, like real, real cold ones, but at least in the cold environment, he's like zero and eight when it was like below twenty Fahrenheit or fifteen Fahrenheit, something like that, something similar. Um, so he can't play in the cold, and we got to see what Kenny Pickett can do in the cold in, in his rookie year. So there's a lot of things to watch. It's a very, very meaningful game. Some people say, oh, not meaningful. No, it's very meaningful. Can I, so can I want to throw one other random thing out? And only because mm-hmm. I want to see the Steelers celebrate in the end zone. Can we bring back the old end zones with the gold and the black riding? I like are it. They, are, are they doing both sides? Is it both sides or just the one side? I think I saw both sides in the Okay. Yeah, that's pretty picture. cool. That, that's, that's old school, isn't it? That was, a... for, that was for Three Rivers, right? Three Rivers, wasn't it? That had the yeah. gold end zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty I, cool too, man. That's all right. That's all right too. I like that. I kind of like it. I mean, I do like the yellow riding with the N against the NFL logo that they have, but I kind of like, I don't know. I just like it, man. I, I like the old school. Throwbacks yeah. too. Yeah, man. I like the block numbers. I just like old school football, man. Like I go back and watch the old games all the time. Like, yeah. I think we're going to see it this, this, this week though. I think. Hope so. Um, oh, they are too. Yes, yeah, so they're getting the old, the gold. Is it what, both sides? End... I'm trying to find an article that's got a picture to make sure that it's both so sides. Gold end zone with the the, the black writing. So I want to see. Yeah, some but guys... is it both sides? I'm trying I'm to figure out sure. that for you. I'm not too sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm googling. I'm getting like Madden and stuff. I'm getting like old pictures. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's not the easiest thing to find on the fly. Um, that's that's for certain. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm getting all kinds of images. I got um, San Antonio Holmes catching the football from that's a uh, article from Pine Silver Curtain. I got a Arrowhead Pride in here too. There's a lot of things going on. <laughs> I got a Baltimore in here for some reason. I got a, the, the Garrett Blunt Power TD. What the hell? What's what's going on? Google, and I'll end with a good stealer one. I got uh, James Harrison uh, laying down in the end zone uh, after the big TD from Arizona. So, so I had a question for you too. I know they're retiring Franco's number and that's pretty cool. And um, we'll go for a score prediction shortly. But um, who do you think's the next number to retire? Oh, that's a like... good question. Oh, 
So not, not surely Bradshaw's uh, next. Right? Officially, no right? Like, officially, like, right? Surely. Like, because they, they don't do it officially very often. They don't want three official ones. They've got so many unofficial ones, like 43, 7, 12. You probably would I say... I don't mind, Brad, though. I don't mind. We talked about this before about running out of numbers. I don't mind if they used 43 on the offense side, because that is a running back number as well. Hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when, we, when we're uh, up near the 70s or whatever, how many numbers are going to be left? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I just, I've never understood it. You've got, like, from 1 to 99... You can't retire them all, can you? And I, the Dallas Cowboys, I think I've retired about 13 of them, 14 of the jerseys or whatever. I think I hate yeah. retired. Um, but we've had three retired, right? So you're never going to see, um, uh, sorry, 32 again. And they retire 12, Bradshaw. They retire seven. That's just, well, I don't know. I just don't understand it. I don't know. I, I get it, but I don't get it. Because like at the end of the day, it's only one to 99. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I'm just just confused. Do they just change it and then add more numbers, like 101, which would look funny? I don't or know. Man. Do I well. I mean, I've seen other sports look at like initials. I mean, there's already a name on the back of the jersey, so you know. Players create their own logos on the back. <laughs> That'd be bad, know. wouldn't it? Quaypool would be all know. over that. Quaypool would, would be. Sorry to bring him up, but I saw I saw his um his his website the other day, and I was like, "What are you doing, mate? No one likes you." I feel like the Bears and the Raiders are the discards for the Steelers, like Steelers players. Like, I just, did you see, Luston Jane was at the Bears, and you know, like, just that. Artie I thought Burns he came, went to Wasn't he coming back to us? I thought I thought we picked him back up. I don't know. He didn't report when he moved to the um. The Texans tried to pick him up. Someone tried to pick him up. I saw it. Like, this is crazy. Oh. Um, anyway, we've got to wrap up the show because you've got yep. birthday celebrations. Yeah, man. Um, and we want to wish everyone, firstly, because I don't I don't want to miss this, really, really want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and the happiest New Year. Like, incredible time um, for as a Steeler fan, but it's also really important to be with your family. You know, everything by accounts with Franco is a real family man. Um, you know, and Dolph Scout to his family. I mean, in some ways, at least they get 75,000 people um, plus in and around Pittsburgh's, you know, for the game, celebrating, um, you know, Franco's wonderful life and contribution um, to Pittsburgh on and off the field. Um, but so we do wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a happiest birthday to Mark D um, as well. Um, so that's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and so Mark, to close out the show, what's your score prediction for this week? Hey, man, I want to see him smash him. I really do. I want to see us get 30 points. Now, I'm not going to go 32-0. We'd love to see that. But I'll go uh, – uh, we'll do 34. Oh, that's what I was going to pick. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll go – No, 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 no. Go, go 34. Go 34. Uh, we'll go Jerome Bettis. We'll go 36. 36. Uh, Raiders. It's a lot of points on the cold, isn't it? Stuff it. 36 to 19. That will do. I'd love to say 32, uh, 22, but you've just brought up cold. Nah, stop it. I'm going, yeah, it 32, cold, 20, 32, 22, man. It might be 7-0. It might be 9-0 or something like that. It's freezing out there. I don't know what they're going to do. I know. But Najee needs to do a, like, you know, McCoy from a couple of years back in Buffalo yeah. where he had oh, like, yeah. a ridiculous game. <laughs> Najee and Warren go off and get some TDs and they start to compete. They could be up like two TDs each and that's 28 points. So. You know what? They, they could be doing all the get rush yardage and Kenny could just be barreling through the middle, right? I, I would love the narrative out of this game, right? You know, because Kenny's right now 
four like passing TDs to eight mm-hmm. interceptions or whatever it is. I love for Kenny to get like three TDs in this game, but one of them's throwing and like the other two are rushing. And then this narrative just builds about Kenny's right. a crap quarterback that are, that it's I about like, winning. It doesn't matter. It's about care. winning. Exactly. It's yeah. about winning. Worry it's about the about development winning. passing the football in the off season. We're three games away from his rookie season. Just go and like, what, the rushing TDs don't count. They all count. They're all same. They're all, yeah. they're all six points with a, with a field goal. wins. Wins matters. Mate, just if it was a win. Super Bowl, do you care how many touch, throwing touchdowns Kenny Pickett has? Of course you don't. No. If he throws two interceptions and, and runs for three TDs, that's fine. Win the game. Go and win the game. I think he can. He might get a TD tomorrow. He could. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this week's Steelers. Touch, down under, safe travels. Merry Christmas, Mark D. Go Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.